Really? Really? Yeah, that's gonna, what's gonna be like? I'm here. <laughs> yeah, just another day, a little lame, but. What else can I say? It is, man. It's just like, you know. No, I meant my day was a little lame. Oh, what happened? <coughs> well, number one, got a little sick. Yeah, shit. So I've been hawking up loogies. Yeah, right on. Yeah, I felt something in the back of my throat. In the morning, but it's just gotten worse and worse. <laughs> oh shit. You might be one of the next ones that's gonna die. <laughs> yes. <coughs> Still got my smell and taste. Okay, well, now it takes a few days for your smell and your smell and taste to go away. Probably just need to sleep a lot. You know, like, I think that's the best thing for this kind of shit, just to sleep. Just, you know, just sleep as much as you can. Uh, still sleep and stay warm. Yeah, stay asleep and stay warm unless you start getting the sweats. But... <laughs> If you can, and then and then you got to worry because if your if your nose is constantly running or something, then you can't stay asleep because you're in that hyper. Okay, I got to keep blowing my nose mode. Yeah, thank goodness I really ain't got that going on. Okay, so yours just like went straight to the throat. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Like it's better when it goes through the nose. If it goes through the throat, then it's then it's like a worse trip. Goes through the nose, then you're in a better situation. But at least, uh, hopefully, at this point, you'll be able to sleep and, and all that. Yeah, I should be able to sleep and all that. Cool. But uh, woke up in the morning. They had us. Last minute told us that we would be having group Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Okay. So the only day they did, that you don't have it is Tuesday. Yeah, it's Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. Okay. And their idea is to get us to do more program. Okay. Yeah, which is lame. That means I'm going to be busier. Yeah, so how many days did they use to have it? Three. Oh, shit. So now they moved it to four days. Yeah, eventually they're going to have it to four or five days. Oh, they're going to make it Tuesday also. That's the way it sounded when I talked to the house owner today uh. so we had group but we went to the croc center and just like went and 
they paid for a day pass for everybody. Mm-hmm. We just looked around there. It was an exercise center, like a Christian exercise center. Mm. Christian exercise. So is that where you exercise demons then? <laughs> well, they did have a prayer garden, so. Well, no, you know, it's like, get your demons out! Get your demons out! <laughs> I cast you out in the name of Jesus. One and two and three and... Yeah, so that's basically what we did for group today. And then I didn't go to a meeting after... So I just basically ate some uh, chili dogs, some mozzarella sticks, and relish fries. Oh, right on. Yeah, like my stomach is shrinking because I'm eating. Like I'm getting full off way less food. Yeah, no, that's the one thing about colds. Yeah, no, you're probably not having a good situation right now. My appetite's pretty solid. Right on. So the, uh, let's see, what, uh, what am I thinking? Okay, so, were the, are the, like, the mozzarella sticks, were they, are they, like, uh, where'd you get them from? Rallies. Oh, they sell that? Yeah. Right on. Hey, hey. Honestly, most places around here sell that, except for McDonald's. Damn. Where do the places sell that? Uh, fish and chicken joints, Burger King. Burger King has mozzarella sticks over because, I mean, they didn't have that in L.A., did they? I might be wrong. I might be thinking of their jalapeno poppers, but I'm pretty sure they have them. Okay, shit. I don't know. That's I've never heard of getting mozzarella sticks at Burger King. I could be wrong, but you know. I mean, the only place I've gotten them is like I've gotten them at Denny's and I've gotten them at uh, pizza places. <laughs> it's like one thing I used to get when I uh, when I. Uh, Ordered uh, from uh, back when Numero Uno used to. There used to be a Numero Uno in my neighborhood when I first moved into my old neighborhood. I'd get delivery from them, but you couldn't get delivery unless you got more than just pizza. So, as far as to my neighborhood, so I'd get pizza and mozzarella sticks. (laughs) Just totally grub out. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it was a trip. Yeah, well... Where that place closed. Now, like, most of the pizza places around here usually sell cheesy bread. Yeah, right out. Yeah, but that's all the restaurants I could think of that sell mozzarella sticks right off the top of my head. Right out. 
And then I crashed out, watched a little bit of Blade 1 and 2. And then after that, finally just woke up when it was hot as hell in the house. Somebody turned up the heat too damn high again. And then watched some football. Watched John Wick 2. And, uh... Yeah, ate some lemon cake and uh, saw, like, uh, I completely, like, didn't remember I saw American Pie Reunion. Oh. So I was, like, halfway through that before I figured out that I'm like, oh, shit, I've seen this before. Ah. Yeah, which is pretty nice seeing barely clad white girls. Good thing to see. Tits and shit. Hey. Oh, yeah. I saw Jason X, too. Like, the end of Jason X. What's Jason X? It's like Jason in space. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he picks like... up the first thing he sees in space and kills people with him. <laughs> Eh, he had his machete. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but it's also kind of a comedy as well. Like, now that I'm watching it again after a long time. See, I thought Jason X would be like if Malcolm X came back from the dead and became a serial killer. (laughs) Well, maybe if Jason joined the Nation of Islam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's all I did today. What about you? Uh, Let's see, today I woke up. Well, I woke up like at... Early in the morning, I wound up waking up, which means I didn't get as much sleep as I really wanted to. And, uh... The, uh... What was going on? It was, uh... I was doing... What was I doing? I was... I mean, I was just, like, really bumming out about, like, what my perspective for life is, you know, like, going in my head, am I really gonna, am I really, like, getting desperate enough to go, to go see, to go, like, pay a damn hooker because, you know, like, because, you know, I'm not gonna, if I'm not gonna get Carol, and it's like, You know, just, yeah, paying for a hooker would probably fly in your situation. Yeah, no, but I don't know if I'm desperate enough. I mean, I think about it. But just the depression just, like, really fucked with me, and my heart started beating all fast just from depression, you know, just from all the shit in my mind. You just... Sounds more like anxiety. Nah, it wouldn't be anxiety, because, I mean, I don't feel, like, nervous or anything. It's just, like, it's, like, my heart just does that nowadays, because, you know, my, you know I'm, I'm, all, I'm all fucked up, you know, I fucked my, my body up and shit. So it just does that in, like, anything. 
anything like any slight thing in my heart starts going beating faster you know so it's like yeah no it's a trip so I don't know and then I so I uh getting depressed about that shit and they're having they're playing the Ahmed Arbery trial but I'm so depressed that I can't pay attention to it so mm-hmm. yeah I tried to watch like, I mean, I'm hearing it. the words but it's like not meaning anything to me because I'm just like my brain was just so like wrapped up in thought so then the my roommate goes and it's like, oh, my roommate's gone. I can jack off. So, so I jack off and then fucking uh, yeah, jacking off the, is good. Oh yeah. So then I listen to the you know it's one way of showing my intentions to the demons or whatever. But anyway, so then I'm listening to the for some reason they're playing. The, like a replay of the Kyle Rittenhouse trial where they're showing this time they're showing that the defense's uh, view of everything which is totally different than the than the uh, you know prosecution so it's like they're telling totally different stories so now it's like Who's going to believe what in the jury, I'm wondering. And it, it makes it more murky as far as what the jury is going to do. So, I don't know. Yeah, but, MSNBC uh, hired some guy to try and fire, follow the jury van and shit. Which is not allowed. Okay, so MSNBC could get in trouble. Yeah, the Republicans reported on that. I saw that on PragerU. Yeah, okay. Then also the Republicans are trying to say that some of the video evidence for the Kyle Rittenhouse trial shouldn't be admitted because the drone video is blurry and shit like that. Uh, well, on the Prager, you were you able to see the video. There's some video that's uh, with uh, Adam Carolla about about uh, uh, cancel culture with Dennis Prager and Adam Carolla. They keep advertising when I had a radio. I used to hear him advertise that when I was paying a little attention to the Republicans trying to figure out what my enemies were saying. Uh, no, I didn't hear about that, but, like, I thought the Republicans were, like, really trying to suck Kyle Rittenhouse's ass. Like, they were, like, calling him a hero on Prager University, and I'm like, come on, son. Yeah, that's gotta be weird. Hey, hey, Kyle Rittenhouse, I know you're in jail, but, you know, while you're in court, here... (laughs) Let's you know take turns. Me next. Me next. Me next. Yeah, bust out of those handcuffs. Bust out of those handcuffs. Let me lick your chocolate. Yeah, let's do it on the camera for the world to see. 
Never saw so many Republicans decide to join the log cabin group in one time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And there's a reason why they call it log cabin when you're sucking that much ass and the logs come out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So who knows? But it's uh what was going on? Okay, so so I'm listening to that, and then uh, roommate comes back in and, and starts listening to a Chinese movie, so I'm like, okay. I'm going to start wandering. Yeah, I don't know. Today it's colder than it's been in the house, like any of the, most of the other days. Like, this is the coldest I've felt in the house since I got back. But it's, uh, so then I mostly listen to music, like, most of the day. And, uh... Then the battery went out, and I was hungry, which, hey, I got my plate back from Russell. That was cool. I mean, I, like, hadn't asked for it back, you know, so because I just felt like with all the shit going on with what happened the first day I got there, it's like, I just don't want to, like, push anything. You know? Yeah, so, trying not to rock the boat. Yeah. So I, like, got... got got my plate back and that's that's good because uh yeah that's that's like a, a good thing for me so I'm like cool i got a plate again yay it's like uh and i don't know that's pretty much about all i did today it was just a, just a pretty depressing day so i just like tried to you know, I just listened to a bunch of music and nothing else, nothing else going on in my life. So. And then I came back in the middle of eating. And, oh, my roommate's gone, so I can like chill. He probably went to his girlfriend's house or something. So that's pretty much my day. Yeah, and like the dick the at the other form. house, like he got kicked out for fighting. Uh, like he tried to choke a guy out over a bowl being in the sink. Damn. Okay. That's. Okay. I don't know. I think that ranks up there with the. Uh, with the uh, ice cheese son, like stabbing somebody over the. Uh, over the garbage cans. Yeah, that's that's almost on that level. I knew yeah, the dude can... like was on edge because he almost got into a fight with the one guy over a cigarette. Damn. I don't know, man. I think this dude gets like too many things that aren't worth it make him pissed. Yeah, his chances of staying sober are slim to none. I don't know, what was he hooked on? Alcohol. Yeah, I don't know, I think the alcohol would make him even worse. Yeah, true, but he was also talking about hooking up and staying with some chick that he used to go out with. 
that's a good thing. Well, so he probably has somewhere to stay, but... You know, his, his car had gotten totaled a few weeks ago and shit, so... He was probably a donkey on edge. Huh? Never seen Shrek, huh? When I, what was the last thing he said before that? It went past my brain. I said he was probably a donkey on edge. Yeah, before that. I got the donkey on edge statement. I just didn't get the thing he said right before that. His car got totaled. Okay, well, no, that makes sense. That's what would... Like, once your tar car gets told, that's when you're supposed to use all that anger and go to the cops and try to shoot shoot a cop at the police station and shit. Nah, he's too big and black. Makes an easy target for the cops to shoot at. Well, shit, I got long hair. That makes me an easy target, so what the fuck? Yeah, the same way, like, punk rockers are easy targets. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen cops fuck with a punk rock guy. Seen uh, hillbillies and trailer trash get fucked with before, but... Yeah, they fuck with punk rock people all the time. But, uh, welcome back to the Kyle Chaos and Aaron Order Show. I'm your host, Aaron Order. And I'm Kyle Chaos. See, we're starting with Yahoo. Yeah. Okay, so let's see, what's our, what's our top story? Or their top story? Uh, they're covering the White House broke pledge sold oil leases. Okay, we covered that already. Yeah, that was the top story. Okay, so then what's the next story? What's behind the negative reports about Harris? Um, probably that there is a cabal that wants to, uh, fire Biden? I don't know. Or what do they think it is? So, like, what does the article say? Uh, there might be a video on it. Okay. How long a video? Wow, these Facebook commercials are really weird. Remember, they're not Facebook anymore. They're some other weird-ass thing. 
Yeah, matter. So today, President Biden is signing his historic and popular infrastructure bill, but apparently his poll numbers are at their lowest, and his vice president... Wait, is this Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah. Oh, no, it's from the talk? The 360, but... Okay, okay. Well, I've never heard... What's 360? Is uh, that a news show? Yeah, but I don't think they were going to cover this story on that video. Why? Because it started off talking about that. No, it's poll numbers. Okay, so what what does the article on this story say? Let's put it that way. After spending last week on a diplomatic trip to France, Vice President Kamala Harris returned home to a series of news reports that painted a worrying picture of her role in President Biden's administration and raised questions about her potential to lead the Democratic Party in the future. Okay. What else does the article say? On Sunday, CNN published a story in which dozens of dozens of unnamed officials described an air of exasperation and dysfunction about the vice president's job performance, along with accusations that she is being sidelined by the president. Well, no, that might be good, because she was trying to sideline sideline the president. I think it's kind of uh, a turnabout is fair play in that case. Yeah, she did leave them high and dry when it came to the Afghanistan debacle. Yeah, remember they were talking about ways to get her, get him impeached or fired or, you know, for senility and shit? Yeah. So I think, uh, okay, so good, you know, the president's fighting back, right on. So what, what else do they say? That same day, a report from Politico suggested she isn't scaring off any prospective challengers for the Democratic nomination. Should Biden choose not to run for re-election? Okay, well, who knows how much power she wants, so, you know, she could run for president at some point, and maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe the Democrats would want her, maybe they wouldn't. Everything depends on how good of a TV president. Uh, except for, well, this election wasn't, though. This is the one election that didn't have anything to do with it. I mean, this is the first election in a long time that didn't have anything to do with, with how good of a media presence the, the president had. For the first time in my recent lifetime, What else does the uh, what else does the article say? Uh, just saying that uh, Harris's approval rating is twenty eight percent. I mean, because actually Biden's the first president that's not a good TV president that we've had in a long time.
anyway, um, what, what were you just saying? Uh, we're just reading some. Like, basically, they're just like, ah, oh, she's a, the first person of color to hold the position of vice president. Okay. She's serving under the oldest president in history. Okay. And now they're saying he's referred to himself in the past as a transition candidate. Sounds like okay. they're trying to give Biden an out. I never heard that before. Yeah, I haven't heard that either. I don't know if I believe that. Because <laughs> then it would be like, soil and green. Sometimes it's even made for presidents. As Vice President Harris has been tasked with taking the lead on two key issues for the administration. Immigration, what a wonderful job she's done, and voting rights. Well, the Voting Rights Act hasn't gone anywhere yet. That is kind of sad that that hasn't gone anywhere. That's like probably the most important thing the Democrat, or one of the second most, outside of climate change. It's probably the second most important thing that the, that the you know, fighting outside of fighting climate change, it's probably the second most important thing that the Democrats could do that would make them look good. You know, that Biden could do that would make him look good. You know, what else does the article say? Harris pushed back on the perception that she's being underused in the administration during an interview Thursday. She's saying, what are you talking about? I've been having sex with Biden every night since for the past, you know, since he's gotten elected. Probably, she said, we're getting things done and we're doing it together. Hey, I bet they are. Hey. hey. <laughs> you can just picture, you know, like when, when, when Biden's horn, come on, Biden, let's get things done. <laughs> and do it together. <laughs> yeah, I can picture her doing that. Oh, yeah. Especially hearing those conspiracy theories about her exchanging sexual favors for political power. Yeah, right on. The slate of negative news about the vice president has sparked a variety of explanations for why she hasn't broken through the, with the public, or at least according to reports in the administration itself. Um... I mean, Biden hasn't really broken through with the public either, so it's like, I don't know if they should worry about it. I mean, it's just happening, and you know, a lot of presidents have had bad, uh, bad poll ratings once they've gotten in office. So I don't know if it's something they should worry heavy about. You know, they should just try to keep slogging along with their agenda and not worry about how how bad the press is or how bad the public opinion is. 
Yeah, pretty much. Their best bet is to just put their nose to the grindstone and get shit done. Damn, that makes your nose hurt. That's how you know you're working. Yeah, yeah. They say she has failed to make a meaningful impact on the issues she's been ass assigned. Her fiercest detractors, many of them conservatives, say she lacks the charisma experience and political talent she needs to raise her own profile. Okay, I mean, I don't know about, I don't know. I mean, definitely she lacks the charisma, but that's what makes both of them not really good media presidents. That's why maybe she shouldn't run. Because, I mean, usually what wins is the media president. This is the first time someone that wasn't a good TV president won an election in a long time. What else does the article say? Harris's defenders argued that she was always going to face heightened scrutiny because of her race, gender, and position as Biden's presumptive successor. Mm. They say all vice presidents struggle to distinguish themselves in what is an inherently thankless role. And the perception that Harris is underperforming is largely due to unfair expectations no one could have lived up to. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd say she's the most powerful vice president since Dick Cheney. Um, <laughs> well, it wasn't that long ago, so, I mean, a lot of times that's what happens. So who knows? You know, maybe, uh, like I've never maybe, seen uh, any, I don't know, vice president be put in, <laughs> put in charge of anything. God damn, my throat feels dry. Uh, haven't been putting anything important since Dick Cheney. Like, what if, like, can you think of any positions where vice presidents in recent history have been put in important roles like, you know, immigration and all that shit? No, I think that's happened all through vice presidency. I mean, I, I know Trump got to do, got Pence to do, to work on a lot of shit. Like what? I don't remember. You know, this, whatever, whatever Trump was working on back in the early days, that was too long ago. We weren't doing a TV show or, or a radio show back then. The podcast back, we weren't doing a podcast back then. I was, uh, I wasn't paying heavy attention to what Trump was asking Pence to do I mean, the main thing I just noticed is how much Pence was kissing his ass.
Anyway, what what's the what what's what is the what else does the article have to say? That was the end of the article. Okay, so I don't know. We probably didn't learn much from this. This is kind of a nothing burger of an article, but uh, so okay. Uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, oh, what's the? My brain is like Swiss cheese. I, I, I'm like forgetting all the, forgetting the who I was calling back in in 2012, around 2012, 2013, when my friend was going through court. Was oh, Camel Harris, Camel Harris. Okay, came back. All my memories came back. Okay. It says in this article that Pence kept a low profile while being vice president. Well, whether he kept a low profile or not, I'm sure Trump asked him to work on certain issues. Anyway, let's let's go to the next article. Standoff between Oklahoma governor and the Pentagon intensifies. Okay, yeah, let's go into this. It's just about the vaccine mandate for troops. Okay, but uh, you know that, that that's pretty important. So, like, how, how is how is this as it intensified? Or what does the article say? Oklahoma's new appointed adjutant general for the National Guard, Brigadier General. Thomas H. Mancino announced last week on behalf of Governor Kevin Stitt that guardsmen in the state would not be required to get a COVID-19 vaccine. Mm -hmm. The policy defies a Pentagon directive issued in August that makes vaccination mandatory for all troops. The order I issued came directly from the governor. That is the lawful order to the men and women of the Oklahoma National Guard, Mancino said in an interview, adding that he had been vaccinated. Okay. What else does the article say? Pentagon officials said Wednesday that failure to follow valid medical readiness requirements could jeopardize the status of service members who could face dismissal or other punishment. Mm -hmm. 
The officials insist that Stitt has no legal standing, although experts on the obscure laws government governing the National Guard disagree. Okay. They note that unless National Guard members are federally deployed, they are under the jurisdiction of the governor of their state and therefore okay. not subject to federal mandates. Cool. Guard members can only serve one boss at a time, said John Goheen, a spokesperson for the National Guard Association of the United States. Right on. So what else does the article say? The Pentagon is not without redress. It could deny funding to state units or impede the promotions of Guard members who refuse to be vaccinated. Okay. What else does the article say? Oklahoma may be able to take this step as a legal matter, but there are definitely things the federal government can do in response that might make it painful pirate territory. What else does the article say? The governor and state adjutant general thus might find themselves commanding some very unhappy personnel. Um, okay, I'm wondering how or why they, what would make them unhappy? The Pentagon is bracing for other states to follow Oklahoma's lead. None have so far, but many are believed to be closely watching the situation. Okay, well, let's hope Oklahoma is successful uh, with the National Guard defying uh, the vaccine mandate and hope other states follow. At least the ones with the uh, Republican heads, uh, <laughs> or I don't know, you know, with Republican governors or whatever. I think they'll be the only ones trying to challenge it. But these rare conflicts in the military have never centered on vaccine mandates, which have existed for decades. The Oklahoma standoff, while limited in scope, shows the headaches Biden faces as he pushes a January 4th deadline for large companies to mandate coronavirus vaccinations to start weekly testing of their workers. The new rule, which applies to companies with 100 or more employees, would cover about 84 million workers and is already facing fierce resistance. That's the end of the article. I hope he's. Uh, I hope the uh, you're successful in Oklahoma, and I hope a bunch of uh, states, uh, at least ones where Republican governors, uh, follow suit. Same here. I hope the governor of Oklahoma is successful at it. Or with this. Well, teen had hands in the air when shot dead by police. Okay. 
fucked up. So yeah, let's get into this one. Christian Hall, 19, had his hands up when police fatally shot him. Video show. A Chinese-American teenager who was fatally shot by Pennsylvania State Police. That's unusual. Last year had his hands in the air when troopers opened fire. New videos reveal prompting calls for an independent investigation. I always wondered if cops, like, would, instead of saying hands up, would go, now throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care. <laughs> Hall 19, who had been diagnosed with depression, was standing on the ledge of a highway overpass near Stroudsburg in northeastern Pennsylvania. They tried to persuade him to get down, but when they saw he had a gun later determined to be a realistic pellet gun. They backed away. Okay. Video previously released by the Monroe County District Attorney shows Hall raising his hands in the air with the gun in one hand after a trooper fired bullets that struck the bridge. Well, so they helped him end his, they helped him end his pain. He got to have suicide by cop. So at least he doesn't have to experience any of this bullshit. He'll miss out on a lot of the bullshit that uh, we all had to miss out on. We all got to miss out on. Except for he probably, you know, might miss out on some good shit too. But mostly he's gonna miss out on bullshit. Wise decision. Yeah, the video showed that Hall's hands were still in the air, the gun in one hand. As two troopers fired another series of shots, and he crumpled to the ground. State police troopers from outside the local barracks investigated the killing and turned the findings over to the Monroe County District Attorney who ruled it justified, saying the lives of the troopers on scene were in danger. He said, well, we were going to yeah, try to stop right. him killing himself, but after he pointed that gun, we decided, well, since he's pointing the gun at us, we might as well help. Doesn't sound like he ever pointed the gun at him. Oh, okay. He just had it in his hand, but it was in the air. Yeah. 
So maybe it wasn't justified. Anyway, what else does the article say? But the fatal shooting drew protests from activists who questioned why state police had opened fire on a teenager who appeared to be suicidal and needed help. They gave him help. They helped him kill himself. You know, which is probably... That's real help. Shit. Now, rather than go, okay, we're going to make you keep suffering. We're going to make you live and suffer, you know? Shit. That's not help. Yeah, spray of bullets is always the answer. Well, yeah, you know? Do you want the pump or the spray? You want me to pump the bullets in here or you want the spray of bullets? It is the answer. You're tired of this shit? Then are you going to use the pump or the spray? Hall's parents have begun the process of suing the two troopers who shot their son. Uh, I bet some lawyer like really convinced him to do that. No, but again, no, it makes sense. That no, makes sense. I shouldn't have said that. I mean, it just hit me like how fast, like this thing just happened and the parents are already suing. It's like, whoa, how fast did that lawyer get to him? Or did they like call and hire a lawyer fast? But no, right on. No, that is what needs to be done. The kid got shot a year ago. Oh, this was a year ago. Okay. Well, this is the first time I've heard about it. They didn't tell us about this, you know, a year ago. Yeah, because the press never talk about other people besides black people getting killed. Yeah, no, that's true. Well, now at least finally, uh, after Kyle, uh, after uh, Rosenbaum got killed, finally uh, white people and Jewish people and, and stuff are getting pressed when they get uh, shot by cops. Ben Crump and Devin M. Jacob, the lawyers for George Floyd's family, who are now representing Hall's parents, said the troopers should not have shot Hall. Okay. Everybody knows when you put your hands in the air, that's the universal sign of surrender, Crump said. Why use the most excessive force? They'd say because we can. Right, but what, what else uh, does the article say? Can we use excessive force? Yes, we can. And all the Mexican cops say, si se puede. <laughs> In October, Crump and Jacob sent letters to the U.S. Department. FBI and Pennsylvania's Attorney General asking for a new investigation into Hall's shooting and the response to it by the state police in Christine's office. 
The FBI and the Justice Department declined to comment. A spokesperson for the Attorney General's office said it does not have jurisdiction because the local district attorney has not referred the case to it. Nothing. Okay, so uh, I guess some state police uh, are gonna be in heavy trouble pretty soon because they shot a, a teenager who was uh, trying to kill himself. Biden has a vaccine manufacturer problem. Okay, what, what's... I don't know, let's maybe go into the first paragraph and see what, see what this is uh, about. Biden's plan to vaccinate the world faces an obstacle. Vaccine manufacturers. Okay. Okay, this might be a good whole story, so yeah. Uh... Yeah, what does the article say? Earlier this year, President Joe Biden pledged to make the United States the arsenal of vaccines. As we were the arsenal of democracy during World War II. On Wednesday, his administration took what could be an important step toward that ambition announcing that the country would invest billions of dollars to expand U.S. manufacturing capabilities so more coronavirus vaccine doses reach poorer parts of the world. Okay. Yeah, so their goal to lower everybody's immune system is going into full effect. And uh, kill all those poor people. Kill all those people in, in the part of the world that we were trying to kill them off in anyway. So, yeah, let's go to the next article. <laughs> all right. Oh, yeah, the judge in the Kyle Rittenhouse trial uh, banned MSNBC. MSNBC so from the, the news van. Yeah, they uh banned them from uh the courtroom. Okay. Yeah, it was probably a bad move to do something illegal. And I said, uh, go on with this or go to the next article. Next article. Okay. Shipping containers changing what shows up on shelves. Okay. Uh, let's go into this one. Shipping container shortage is changing what shows up on shelves. The furniture giant Ikea is known for flattening tables, chairs, and even beds into compact bundles. 
that can be lugged home in car trunks and pickup beds. Now its executives are using that expertise to squeeze as many seasonal offerings as possible into massive metal boxes for ocean transport. They prioritize lightweight and pliable pillows and throws, wine glasses and plates. Okay. And holiday perennials like children's easels and toys, said Javier Quinones. Chief Executive of IKEA US, the desks, chairs, and home office accessories that were big sellers early in the pandemic are on the back burner until next year. Uh, okay. <clears throat> the shipping container, once an ordinary cog in the global supply chain has become a coveted and expensive lifeline for the nation's retailers and manufacturers. They are in such short supply that companies are having to rethink how they stock shelves, placing a premium on smaller, more compact merchandise. Squishy toys, headphones, and slippers instead of, say, play kitchens, televisions, and hiking boots. Fuck them. Hiking boots are cool. Yeah. I remember having them when I was at Boy Scouts. They are extremely comfortable. Yeah. Some companies are even going as far as shrinking toy packages by 30% to save on costs. Mm-hmm. Come to think of it, I think those were the boots I used to... No, it was different kind of boots I used for that. Never mind. Anyway, what else did the article say? to maximize every cubic inch of these 40 foot boxes retailers and freight companies must master a meth master a math exercise (coughs) Jesus Christ with a dizzying array of answers whether that's two pickup trucks 500 artificial Christmas trees yeah, you might want to bring <laughs> some water. That's freaking phlegm in my throat. Yeah, that's why you need probably some water. Welcome back to the Kyle Chaos and Aaron Order Show. I'm your host, Aaron Order. 
Kyle Chaos. So let's see, were we were we in the middle of an article or were just were we just starting an article? We were just done with the shipping container one. Okay, so yeah, okay, so yeah, let's go to the next article. Florida move reflects wishes of vaccine skeptics. Okay, cool. So yeah, let's let's go into this. As GOP fights mask and vaccine mandates, Florida takes the lead. Early this year, Governor Ron DeSantis crisscrossed Florida, promoting coronavirus vaccines, visiting retiree communities and hospitals, and celebrating people who got their shots. But it was a remarkably different picture this week when Florida's Lieutenant Governor Jeanette Nunez was a prominent speaker at a rally organized by anti-vaccination activists on the state capitol steps. The jarring scene gave vaccine skeptics in Florida a big win and moved the state further away from the guidance of federal public health officials. Reflecting how a highly politicized pandemic has only become more so as Republican-controlled states confront the Biden administration's wide-ranging attempts to ease it. No, this has nothing to do with easing the pandemic. It has everything to do with tightening, you know, with, with having the power to control people. It has everything to do with controlling the masses. That's all this shit's about. Is the government trying to have as much control over everybody as possible? It's about stopping uh, countercultural events and you know, stopping anybody that's against the government or you know massive you know any people getting together but it's, it's really about trying to stop people that are against the government from getting together anyway what else does the article say perhaps no state has been more aggressive than florida where DeSantis and his allies are betting that the anger over public health restrictions that drove Republicans to the polls this month in Virginia, New Jersey... Ah, finally they admitted it! Finally they admitted it in the press! Mm -hmm. 
New Jersey and other states will grow their political base and keep voters fervently engaged going into the 2022 midterms. DeSantis, who faces re-election next year, is also considered a leading 2024 Republican presidential contender, as I predicted. The evolving strategy has turned traditional politics in Florida upside down, creating a tension between Republican state lawmakers and big business. Okay, well, that's... Hey, that's good. It's good to see the uh, Republicans finally being an enemy of business. One of their key constituencies, while leaving the small minority of Democratic legislators to defend local government efforts to control the virus. Mm -hmm. Almost entirely along party lines, Republicans passed four bills Wednesday to curtail mask and vaccine mandates. Mm -hmm. The culmination of a three-day special legislative session that DeSantis called so swiftly it caught even Republican leaders by surprise. Mm -hmm. The session was urgently needed to combat federal government overreach, DeSantis argued. Cool. No Floridian should be losing their job over COVID shots, DeSantis who has taken the dismissing has taken to dismissing the vaccinations as jabs or injections said Tuesday that's a personal decision that people should be able to make mm-hmm. the move against vaccination requirements has empowered groups whose fringe views on the vaccines were met with little pushback from Republican legislatures and striking departure from a striking departure from past Florida politics. Mm-hmm. Well, now that the Republicans are latching on to real issues. What else does the article say? Hold on a minute. Anyway, but finally, you know, like nobody in the press was willing to say that the reason why the the Republicans were winning so many elections was because of the of the. Uh, Lockdowns and vaccine mandates. Finally, someone in the press admitted it. True. Wow. Swallowed so much snot, I got queasy. Yeah, that's not good. No, it is not. I don't know how my damn 
the back of my nose and throat are making that much fucking mucus. Yeah, you know. Whose house? Mucus's house. Whose streets? Mucus's streets. Whose world? Mucus's world. That reminds me of that Chris Calico uh, catchphrase for his uh, his uh, record label that he created. Whose house? Your house. Mm. What was his record label? Ear house. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah, he left Tech Nine's label and started his own. Mm. Who's the dude? Chris Calico. Okay. I was just thinking of, uh, what was I thinking of? There's like a record label that in the 90s was putting out all this like ambient music called Earworm Records. Sounds tasty. It wasn't. Music was pretty boring. <sighs> but then, you know, a lot of people on acid really like ambient music. It's just, I guess I'm too much of a weed person, so... I just, not as much easy getting into that. Like Bobby Bozole from the Mansons really digs ambient music. <laughs> All right, I'm ready to continue. The move against vaccination requirements has empowered groups whose fringe views. Oh, we already read that. The conscience of their caucus has been hijacked by extremes. Said Representative Ramon Alexander, Democrat, Tallahassee. It's a danger to democracy. With the uh, vaccine mandates, right? Fighting the vaccine mandates. Okay, that sounds like complete bullshit. No, I think the, the, the mandates themselves are a danger to democracy. What the fuck? Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. What? So that's a good way of putting it. Well, it is. I mean, it's the truth. When we're turning from a democracy, from a democracy to a socialist, communist state, this is kind of what's happening. <laughs> No one is arguing that the vaccine doesn't work, Senator Danny Burgess. 
Republicans, Ziffer, Ziffer, Rill, Ziffer Hills, or Ziffer Hills. Yeah, I think there are a lot of people arguing that it doesn't work, but, you know, okay, that's not your opinion. There are a lot of people that are arguing that it doesn't work. There's a lot of studies that it causes that prove more that. harm than good. Thank God that we have a vaccine. House Speaker Chris Sprouls or Sprouls. Republican Palm Harbor said the new legislation was aimed at allowing Floridians to decide for themselves. We're getting to this place where nuance is lost on everyone, he said. You can be for a vaccine or for the opportunity for people to get a vaccine and still not support a massive government-forced vaccination. Mm-hmm. Which well, that's is... how the Republicans are, are keeping themselves out of trouble in letting the shit go down when they give that opinion. You know, it's like... But okay. I mean, they're not... You know, it's like when it comes down to it, when you add all the Republicans and the Democrats together, this is what sucks, is that the majority of them are going to not fight it so much when it's, I don't know, more contest. I don't know how to explain it. But, okay, at least at well, least, in my least opinion, Republicans are going along with this. What? In my opinion, the Republicans are double-talking. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I think's going on, too. But that's because, again, there's no real transfer of power when one party comes in office and the other leaves. When the Democrats leave and the Republicans come in, there's no transfer of power. Yeah, but the Republicans are following the voice of the the people on this issue, though. Like, even though they're saying... They're they're on the the side of freedom for a change, and and that's a that's a good thing for us, but I don't know if they really strongly believe enough in freedom to when it's a when when the shit hits the fan to stop this bullshit from happening. When they say stuff like this. Similar paradigm shifts have been occurring in other Republican-controlled states, including Texas, where business leaders in the past most often saw their interests reflected in the actions of lawmakers. Now those same lawmakers are instead channeling the wishes of activists who oppose the COVID vaccinations altogether under the guise of promoting freedom. But I mean, it is about prosing, you know, promoting freedom. That's what it's all about. So cool. You know, the Republicans are dealing with a real issue and having to be on the side of activists instead of business. That's a good thing. 
True. Yeah, there could be a paradigm shift happening in the Republican Party. Well, thanks to the populism, or the populist movement. So, yeah, let's hope that this keeps going. Let's hope the Republicans keep latching on to more real issues. Yep. That's the end of the article. Okay, so cool. At least these uh, a lot of uh, Republican states are going uh, against this bullshit, especially like DeSantis in Florida. Uh, you know, stopping all these mandates, you know, giving them freedom at least in that state. Anyway, uh, let's go to the next article. Yeah, my roommate's making weird sounds in his sleep. Yeah, okay. You might have to go back to the, you might have to do uh, some of those, those demon exercises that Christian exercise place were teaching. Maybe. Okay, so what's in the next article? Kamala Harris addresses reports of tensions. Mm, is this the same article we just did, or similar, or...? Oh, no. You know, what, what's the difference with this one? Oops. Okay, so let, let's scan, skim the article, see if it's like the same thing that we just went through or if it's different. Well, this is where everybody can yawn and, and, and stretch and, and uh, relax here. Nah, it's the same article. Okay, yeah, so we don't need to go through that again. So let's go to the next article. Republican takes credit for law he voted against. For what? A law he voted against. Okay, well that's ridiculous. Okay, so let's go into this. What's in the article? 
House Republican touts benefits of infrastructure law he voted against. Okay, that's weird. What else did it say? It's just the Biden thing. Okay, but are they going into more about why is he saying good things about a bill he voted against? On Monday, the same day, President Joe Biden signed the $1.2 trillion bill into law. Palmer issued a press release taking credit for a provision he introduced, directing $369 million to the Northern Beltline Project. Okay, so he didn't vote for the thing, but he made sure that, that a project a port project that he like got into the into the you know, so he didn't vote for the bill but he made sure that a port project that he liked uh, got into the bill yeah okay so so what states does this do to uh, uh, a senator in or congressperson in Doesn't really say. Okay. Um, should we go more into this or go to the next article? Next article. Okay, let's go to the next article. Pelosi invokes religion for climate change action. Okay, well, a lot of people can do that. I don't know if the horrible creator cares so much about this or not. I kind of doubt that he does, but uh, from the way he seems, but, uh, you know, if you can use that for that, then... uh, well, from a Christian fundamentalist perspective, man can't end the world. Only God can. Well, I don't know. Like this, this idea of the end of the world, I don't know if it's like the end of the world because it's like... That's what the Bible teaches is that it's a new beginning. It doesn't say that it's going to be the end of the world. Okay, so... I mean, I think man, I think people are making life intolerable, and the way we're going is making it so that the planet won't be able to sustain life. Maybe something will stop it before it happens. I mean, definitely the the prediction that the Bible says about global warming, the Bible does predict global warming. If you read Revelations, is that there will be it a predicts time climate change. No, it predicts global warming. 
because it said there will be a time when everybody's going to be doing their work at night because it's so unbearably hot in the daytime. It's in the book of Revelation. I never heard this one. Yeah, no, like this is, uh, I remember reading it when I first, when I, way back when I was nine years old, and then when I started working at the hemp office, and uh, there was this southern woman, I forgot what, what state she was from, I mean, from Tennessee, I don't remember what state, Tennessee or Georgia or something, she had a, a real thick southern accent named a- Angel, and she was uh, calling our, our phone number and going to our meetings you know, showing this passage in Revelations and, and proving that it really does have to do with global warming. And uh, this was way back, this is like in 95, and it's like, yeah, I remember reading that when I was nine years old. And it, you know, really, you know, I read it again, you know, uh, for, I don't know how many years ago. And it, and yeah, that's what it proves. So in the future, I guess it's supposed to be so bad that people are going to be doing their work at nighttime because it's just going to be too unbearably hot in the daytime. At least that's what that part in the book of Revelation says. Christianity.com says climate change is not discussed in the Bible. But believers are uh, given facts true. in the world. However, it is right for us to take care of the planet and do what we can to help the earth as God's good stewards. Okay, yeah, but it is mentioned in the Bible, in the book of Revelations. Anyway, uh, anyway, so what, uh, what does, what is, uh, what else is, what else does the article say? Nothing, we're going to a different article. Okay, why are we going to a different article? We still didn't hear what Nancy Pelosi actually said. This is God's creation. Pelosi invokes religion for climate change action after UN summit. Okay, yeah. And okay, does the article go more into what exactly she said? Pelosi said limiting the severity of climate change is a moral obligation for us. To hand this planet over to the next generation in a responsible way. Okay, well, I don't see it as a moral a moral obligation. I'm, I don't I don't believe in doing moral obligations. If it was an obligation, I wouldn't do it. I think it's an obligation for our selfish interest. They're not obligations. <laughs> it's something that needs to be done for our selfish interest that we might not be able to do. 
But if we're trying to fight for our selfish interests, we'll be fighting against climate change. But yeah, it might be too hard for us to do it and might go against other parts of our selfish interests. So that's like where the, the conflict is and it just might be too hard to do. But it is in our selfish interest to fight against climate change. Anyway, uh, does article say anything else that she said? For me, it's a religious thing. Okay. I believe this is God's creation and we have a moral obligation to be good stewards, said Pelosi, who is a practicing Catholic. Okay. Pope Francis, the leader of the Roman Catholic Church, is a strong advocate of action to address climate change. To emphasize the moral imperative to combat climate change, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi invoked her religious beliefs in a conference on Thursday. Okay. So I don't know, is she a Catholic or what is what is she saying her religious beliefs are? She's a Catholic. Oh, okay. I didn't know she was. Me. Okay. So maybe she's not that good at sucking dick then. I mean, from what I hear, Catholic girls are good at sucking dick, but, you know, like, I don't know. I mean, it makes me think she's less good at sucking dick than I was originally thinking. (laughs) That's it. You know, like, how good is Nancy Pelosi at sucking dick? That's That's a question we'll always be wondering the answer to. What, uh, um, I don't know. What else the article say? If you don't share that view, she said, referring to her comments about the Earth being God's creation, you must share the view that we have an obligation to future generations. Um, no, I wouldn't even share that view. I mean, I care about what happens to our generation and. Our generation, I think we owe it to our generation because we're going to have enough problems and it seems like we won't be able to do it, to do anything to help ourselves, but we owe it to our generation because we're having so many problems, you know, like we're having problems with how hostile is life going to be for us in the extreme near future while we're still alive. That's what it's about. I, I don't think it's really so much, I don't think there's a point in caring about what happens after we're dead, but while we're alive, you know, what happens to our children's children's children. But while we're alive, you know, we got to worry about how hostile is the world going to be because of our, our actions in the near future. Anyway, what else does the article say? If you don't, Pelosi was discussing Biden's Build Back Better budget proposal which includes significant investments in moving the United States to reliance on clean energy and electric vehicles. The House Speaker... <clears throat> what a tongue twister. Build back better budget. I guess you... No, nah, not too much of a tongue twister. 
Okay, what, what else does your article say? The House Speaker hopes to get the bill through Congress before the Thanksgiving recess. I hope so, too. Anyway, what else does your article say? The urgency is particularly acute because the United Nations Climate Change Conference in Glasgow, Scotland, also known as COP26, just concluded last Saturday. Pelosi led a 21-member congressional delegation there last week. During their visit, she and her colleagues consistently touted the provisions of Build Back Better as if its passage were assured, despite its uncertain future in the Senate. She said it gave us great hope. We had the highest level meetings there and were inspired by what happened. Uh It took a giant step forward, but we have to do our share, our fair share, she added. Okay. Pelosi said her expectation was that both chambers would pass Build Back Better by November 15th, a deadline that has already passed. Before the climate change conference began on November 1st, she had asserted it would pass in October. In time to bolster the Biden administration's ability to control greater efforts to combat climate change, from other nations in Glasgow. But the bill has been stuck in the Senate where where centrist Democratic Senators Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Kirsten Sinema of Arizona have withheld their support. Okay. Again, more proof of why there's no transfer of power, but okay, we already went through that a couple weeks ago. Because, you know, like Joe Manchin and, and Kirsten Cinema are the ultimate proof that there is no transfer of power when the uh, Republicans leave and the Democrats come in. Although the climate change negotiation produced a more ambitious agreement to reduce global greenhouse gas emissions than was previously in place, the Glasgow Climate Pact still falls short of its own stated goal of limiting global warming to 1.5 Celsius, 2.2 Fahrenheit. Yeah, no, they, again, nothing's changing, even when it comes to the UN Glasgow Summit. They still can't change things enough to... to stop the 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 temperature from rising so much that it's going to make things too hostile uh you know life too hostile on our planet really 
A major reason is the reluctance of rich nations that have caused the climate crisis to rapidly eliminate their own emissions before expecting developing nations to do the same. Yeah, no, well, that's ridiculous. Like, how do you expect it from the developing nations if we aren't able to do it ourselves? You know, that's like, I don't think we can ask the developing nations to do something until the, uh, the nations that are doing the most pollution decrease what they're doing. <laughs> they're lying in this article, this part. What? The U.S. is the world's largest cumulative greenhouse gas polluter. Which is not okay, a fact, yeah, it's the China. The largest gas house producer is China? Or, or greenhouse gas producer is China? Yeah. Okay. So we're they second. lied in this article and said it was our country when it's really China. Yeah, we're a second. Okay, we're the second largest greenhouse gas producer. And so its own exhortations to large developing nations like India and China to move up the dates by which they will phase out fossil fuels are weakened by its lack of significant climate action so far. That's the end of the article. Okay. Well, I'd still say cool for, uh, you know, if... I mean, I don't really believe in using guilt trips to get people to do something, but... Uh, I don't know, pointing out a religious angle on the... Uh, climate change is it could be a good thing i don't know i mean I just we, we have to do something to stop climate change and good that nancy pelosi is talking about it at least so yeah let's let's uh, go to the next article Damn it, clicked over on the story. Keep the heat on this winter on the government's dime. Okay. Yeah, see what this article's about. White House offering more aid for winter heat. You tell okay, well, bills. Good. That's a good handout. Good thing Joe, Joseph Biden is doing uh, for the people. Uh, 
you know, helping people get uh, with their, uh, you know, giving them a, a handout to help them with uh, their heating bills. So yeah, uh, what else? Let's go more into this. What else does the article say? The Biden administration is taking steps to help distribute several billion dollars in aid for winter heating and utility bills, an unprecedented sum that comes largely from its $1.9 trillion coronavirus relief package. Okay, cool. It's another example of where the American Rescue Plan included extra precautions to ensure we would be prepared said Gene Sperling, who is overseeing coronavirus relief for the White House. Cool. The White House held a call Thursday with representatives from governor's offices to discuss ways to distribute the funds and coordinate across programs. Speakers on the call will include Sperling Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm, Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Becerra, and the governors of Connecticut, Maine, Michigan, and Minnesota. Cool. Yeah, those are probably some of the coldest states in the country. Well, I'm going to have to in, in the podcast. Okay. My throat's really bugging me. Okay, sounds cool then. Um, we'll uh, tune in uh, next time and we'll talk more about how we're being screwed with and how we're trying to stop ourselves from being screwed with. Yeah, we'll do an hour tomorrow. Okay, go sounds cool. Go on Yahoo and go to InfoWars. Okay. Sounds cool. All right. What should we call this one? Okay. What articles did we cover? I think we start. Did we start with the Catholic Church one or did we do something? Because yeah, it was the one before the, or the Nancy Pelosi one. I think we only might have only covered two articles, but I don't know because I'm trying to remember what was before the Nancy Pelosi uh, article. Florida. (coughs) Florida move reflects wishes of vaccine skeptics. Okay, so that that could be another one that we do it after. Or, yeah, I'd still go with the global warming one, but uh, we could do it after that one. I and mean, what other what other issue could we cover? Republican takes credit for law he voted against. Okay. Oh yeah, that's another one. Yeah, that's uh, all three of these are really good. Art. But I'd, I'd still I'm going with the global warming one. And what was the one we did after that? I don't remember. I think it wasn't quite as important, but uh, the one we just covered, Nancy Pelosi on the 
You know, no, we covered something after that. We'll keep the heat on this winter. Oh, yes. Yeah, so all these are good articles. Like, these, these are later articles in this are all good articles. But, uh, okay, what do we do before the uh, one about the, the bill that the Republican was uh, touting part of that he didn't vote for, but that got one of his pork projects in the bills? Florida move reflects wishes of vaccine skeptics. Yeah, yeah, we did that, and what was before that? Spring contain shipping containers changing what shows up on shelves. Okay, I think was that part of the last segment? I think. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going with the global warming with the Nancy Pelosi talking about global warming. Uh, I don't know. You think that's what we should do it after, or do you, would you rather name it after something else? No, I think that's fine. Okay, sounds cool then. All right, peace out. All right, peace out.